Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jay Spadown Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and of course, I'm here today with Coach Maurice Freeman. He's the head coach at Brooks County High School. Coach, thank you for joining us today on the show. We appreciate your time. Not a problem at all. Not a problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, Coach, you, you know, you're at Brooks County. You actually started there um, in 1994, won, your, won a state championship your rookie season as a coach, which is just, like, really hard to do, and you did it. And then – uh, you went, went to a couple other different spots and came back in 08. You guys won a state title in 21. So you've had some, a pretty good um, pretty good coaching career. And and you guys went 8-6 this year, uh, lost to Swainsboro in the quarterfinals. So how would you sum up uh, the season for you guys this year? Uh, you know, we played some guys. We played some teams that were over our head at the beginning of the year. It's very difficult to get a, a schedule down here in the south when you're a small school and there's just a ton of large schools here, so it's difficult to get the schedule that you want. So I got to get the schedule that I can get, which means I'm playing a lot of 4A, 5A, and 6A schools. So it makes it for a tough year for you. You just got to keep humping and getting it through. And we knew that once we got into our region that, that we'd be okay. It was just just tough till we, till we got to that spot. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and that's it's a tough thing, you know, because um, being a part at a small school is hard to find you know, those teams are going to play you, especially when you're good like you guys are. And so uh, I imagine that would be a tough process. So, um, but yeah, looking back on the season, of course, uh, not ending how you wanted to end, but overall great year. So uh, what would you say or some things that popped out to you about your players, you know, the team overall that you that you were impressed with this year? I, I was impressed with our ability after we ended up one in five, middle of the season one in five, uh, our ability to continue to fight, to believe in, and what our team goals were, and to continue to work on those team goals, and, and get, win the region, get into the playoffs, and make a strong run into the playoffs. Good team ball. We finally figured out how to play good team defense, hard nosed team defense. Got fairly salty on our special teams, and our offense started to pick up the pace. And we really were able to mow some people down and, and show that we uh, we were a pretty decent football team. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you said, I like how you said team first, right? Everybody's doing everything on one accord. You know, when your team operates that way, you're going to have success. Uh, you know, when everybody's on the same page and we're all fighting for that same goal, which is ultimately to, you know, make the playoffs, win a state championship, right? You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, talk about the importance, you know, as a coach and, you know, having how important it is to have guys with that team first mindset, you know, not, not worried about their individual stats or this or, or, you know, getting looked at by these schools or just they're just playing, you know, they'll play wherever you tell them to play. They're not, they're not saying, oh, well, I don't play defense or I'm not going to play special teams. You know, talk about how important it is to have guys like that on your squad. Well, those options are not Brooks County ways. In Brooks County, we take pride in, um, in um, our guys playing on both sides of the ball. Some of our best players in the history of Brooks County played on both sides of the ball and played on special teams. Um, you know, there's no such thing anymore as, as kids that are not very selfish. And unfortunately, parents and seven-on-seven folks and and all these these different things, uh, personal trainers are not on the same page. Uh, a lot of them are pulling kids this way and that way. Now you got the NIL deal that's going on that's going to also make it worse. Um, so there's so many things that's pulling on young people these days that is just unbelievable. I'm certainly glad that I, I got 36 years in the business so that when the good Lord says I can stop coaching, then I'll stop. But I'm going to keep going until then. 
But let me tell you something, man. I got a bunch of gray hair in my head, and it's been called for football. And I promise, <laughs> I promise you that. But I enjoy this great game. I enjoy what these young people uh, are potentially can do. And and then you know it is our job um, to to minister to them about the great game of football and the, and and the facts of life and what they need to do when this great game is over and you don't get to play it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And football is one of those sports that absolutely can teach you those things. You know, I played. Um, I played, yeah, all the way up until senior year of high school. I got to play a great program, um, you know, and, you know, one of the things that were big over there for us is we were just, yeah, get after every day and just, you know, uh, that brotherhood and, and learning how to just go to work um, and, you know, just getting better each and every day and just taking that into life, too, in the classroom, off the field, at home. You know, it, it's, it's so important. The game teaches you so many important things that you can carry on throughout your – after your playing days. So. Um, good deal. So yeah, coach, uh, you talked about that. Uh, so who were some players that stood out to you? Um, you know, that, that really jumped out to you and your, your staff this year? Well, um, we'll have to start, I'll start offensively. Um, you know, your, your quarterback, we had two quarterbacks this year, Javen Watts, which was the senior. He started the year out for us, uh, but we needed him to play some other positions. So, um, we had to go with one of our young quarterbacks, a ninth grader, as a matter of fact. And uh, he, he did an outstanding job. He came in about midseason, and, uh, and he continued to play for us. We, we played a lot of freshmen. As a matter of fact, uh, offensively, we'll return seven guys. Defensively, we'll return ten guys. But we've got a big freshman that's being highly recruited, George Childs, big 6'4", 205 receiver. Um, um, uh, we had two Williams brothers, uh, Jaden and, and, and uh, Michael Williams. Um, that an uh, offensive lineman that did a great job. Chris Cole had about 1,700 yards as a running back. <laughs> so we've, we've got some guys that really play well. Um, defensively, Kamari Blankham-C had about 13 interceptions. Um, Travis Stevenson, another strong, strong, strong uh, college-type, strong safety, DB. Um, he's done some great things for us, so we're certainly proud of him. Um, we got some defensive ends with a lot of speed, some inside and outside backers that are young. So the potential is there for us to be good for a while unless they get another girlfriend or buy a car and then we're in trouble. In trouble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, it's, you know, um, high school teenage dudes, you know, I mean, what can you do, right? Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, that's great, Coach. You know, and um, 13 picks, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. He did a good job. That's and he didn't even want to play. He didn't even want to play defense. Okay. Wait. Well, hey. hey, man, we need you over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We need you over here. Go home. See you later. That's it. I mean, <laughs> and that's how it should be, right? You know, um, you know, you can't. Oh, well, I just want to put. No, I mean, it's like you know, be, if you're a true football player, you can play any side of the ball. Uh, you side. would want to play. You would want to play any side of the ball, and to right. teach them life skills. There's no job you can go on and say, "Hey, boss." I don't want to do that. I'm not doing that. Get somebody else to do that. I'll do some other things. And he's going to say, hey, man, hey, you're going to have you a good day. I can find somebody else to replace you. So we're teaching life skills also. Yeah, that's important. Um, that, that is super important. You know, you have to – sometimes you're just not going to, you know, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. But at, in the end, it's, it's for the betterment of everybody. You know, uh, where that's like, say, on a football team, or it might be in a job environment. You know, you might have to – this job because it's better for production or whatever it might be. So it's it's good, you know, they have that you're that we you're learning those values, um, you know, in these kids, 
you know, so it's always helpful to have guys like that on your roster. So, um, so yeah, Coach. Uh, now, my next question for you is: talk about the importance of the weight room. You know, I know it's something that is it's like it's cliche. Yeah, you don't want your kids to weight room. Like, you know, we're gonna live, we're gonna do this. But talk really talk about how important it is for your guys to be in there lifting and and um, you know just all year long just getting that uh, getting that work. Well, first of all, we, we again we're a small school and we expect our guys to play on both sides of the ball. Even though we don't have a bunch of starters that are playing on both sides, we that those are the expectations. And if you're going to have to do things like that, if you're going to have to play Ironman football, you're going to have to be mentally and physically tough. How do you get physically tough? You get physically tough in the weight room. How do you get mentally tough? You get mentally tough in the weight room. And that's what we believe in. I actually am the guy in the weight room, so I run my own weight room, and I run it the way I want to run it uh, because we believe in bringing that hammer. And the most important thing to us is we can make you change your mind if we can hit harder than you hit. If we make pain a factor in the great game of football, then we can force you to change your mind. If we cannot place that pain in there, then you can do any and everything you want. Uh, you know, we have a lot of guys that are, that we joke, we run a cover three 90% of the time. So the first thing young coaches say to me is, man, all we're going to do is run these four verticals on you. Yeah, you're going to run them four verticals, but the next play, you'll have three receivers. One of them will be on the sideline over there with you. Take it any way you want to take it, but we're going to be physical. Yeah, I love that. I love it. You know, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, right? You know, and that's what you're talking about in the weight room. It's building that mental and that physical toughness. Like, you know, um, if you can't go five rounds uh, in, the, in the weight room during the workout, how are you going to be able to go four quarters in a football game? Exactly. Game, right? Exactly. Simple. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's that mindset, you know, and it starts in the weight room, you know, whether it's even, you know, strong, weak, whatever you are, you know, you're going to go in there, you're going to work, right? And then you just, like I said, you know, it, when it winds down, you get to that point in the game, you just tie 20-20, you know, fourth quarter, two minutes left, you got to go down and drive to score and win the game. Like, you know, do you have it in you? And I think you build that, you start that in the weight room, so. Exactly, I agree. Yeah, that's good stuff, Coach. Um, you know, I absolutely agree with you there on that. Um, so you talk about your, your you guys run cover three. So, uh, what what would you say? You know, is your your overall philosophy offensively, defensively? What when people see Brooks County, what are they going to see? When they see Brooks County on defense, you're going to see eleven guys that will get to the ball. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna run an even man front. We do a lot of movement around the front. We stunt backers occasionally. Uh, but we're going to be a tight three uh, or man-free or a basic cover three, and we're going to be extremely aggressive. We're going to get downhill, stop the run first, and then we're going to we're going to be a team that's going to put licks on you to discourage you from throwing the ball. We really do a great job of harassing your quarterback. We take our ends, and we really, really don't. We do not give you an opportunity to run the zone read. You're either going to give it or you're going to keep it, but you're not going to have time to sit there and wait on it. And, and read that whole triple option kind of deal. Offensively, we'll spray a team out of shotgun. We throw the ball around quite a bit inside, outside zone, counter. We love the power. Uh, it's, it's just one of the greatest plays in football, kind of gap also. Um, so we do things with that. We're in a little motion uh, just for eye candy to give you some things to take a, take a look at and see how disciplined your team is. Um, and we've got some big receivers that will block well and run hard, catch the ball well. Um, so we, we, we're going to have a back that's going to get the ball 20 times a game, and we're going to put that ball up in the air quite a bit. And we'll throw three or four deep balls a game also just to keep you honest. Yeah, yeah, sounds 
Sounds good. You know, um, yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned uh, counter. That is awesome play, uh, awesome style of offense. Their power counter, run the football, just run the football in general, you know, because I, I think this, like, you know, even in today's league, you know, uh, and this is proven last night in the Super Bowl, but, you know, if you cannot, you have to be able to run the ball. That's just at the end of the day, no matter what type of team you are, no matter what, you have to be able to run the football when you need to, um, you know, and because it, it matters. Uh, so, so um, yeah, that leads me to my next question, Coach. I'm sure you did watch the game last night with the Chiefs and Niners. So um, how also important would you say it is to have that, you know, um, that situational awareness as a coach, right? You know, how it, it can be hard sometimes because, you know, it's, it's, you're in a game, like especially in a championship game like that, um, you know, on any level, you're trying to figure out, you know, um, being able to understand the nature of the game and what's been working for you and to stick with it. You know, talk about how important that is. Well, you know, as, as a coach, it's easy, especially if you're a little younger coach, it's easy to get caught up into, I've got to outsmart the, the, you know, the, the opposition's uh, defense coordinator or offense coordinator. Uh, you, you've got to be, you've got to be smart about that thing. You've got to come into that thing saying, well, my philosophy is run the damn football on offense, set the damn edge on defense. If you do those two things there, you're probably going to come out and be signed on special teams. You're going to come out to, to be okay. Look at that thing last last night. Kansas City was able to run that ball when they wanted to. They threw that ball well, and they were very good on special teams. And and they, they just, I, I think their coach was just probably, uh, especially the second half. First half, I think San Fran had the edge as in coaching uh, giving you all that motion and I can and making some things happen. Second half, I think Kansas City did a much better job of anticipating what they thought the defense was going to give them. And in the end, right there in overtime, they pulled that doggone thing off. Great game. One of those games that you can't ask for anything better. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was watching that too. And like you said, the motion, San Francisco is doing a great job with that. And, and then, the, but the big thing was adjustments. You know, the Chiefs made adjustments in the second half. They saw what the 49ers were doing. They said, okay, well, we're going to do this differently. We're going to do this here. We're going to bring more pressure. We're going to make it look like, you know, we're – you're not going to know whether we're bringing pressure or not because we're going to do it any, every play anyway. Um, but, you know, and so they were able to get more pressure on the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Um, and, and, like you said, just pulled it off. And for the 49ers, you know, uh, you know, I, I was just questioning, like, Kyle Shanahan, you know, I mean – you know, just that decision, like the third quarter, he didn't particularly want to run the ball that much, you know, something that's been a common theme uh, with him. So, you know, being head coach, I'm sure you, you used to be like, man, like, come on, dude, like, <laughs> right? Um, Listen, I, um, I'm i an Atlanta Falcons fan. Back when Atlanta played, yeah. uh, played New England for the world championship, I don't think we ran the ball but three times the second half and blew that 28 to seven lead. I still have a scarlet letter on my chest from that game. So, man, I think you gotta you gotta control the ball. And, and uh, I just I, I think uh, um, Kansas City did a better job of controlling the ball the second half than San Francisco did. Yeah, yeah. So, great game uh, last night for sure. Um, so, so coach, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> moving into into next year, what are some things that you think uh, you guys can get better at as a team? Would it be, you know, coaches, players, whatever it is? Uh, <coughs> there? Things I want to get better at. I, I, I'd i like for my players to um, be um, better leaders um, instead of better dictators, better leaders. 
show the younger players how to get it done instead of trying to tell them how to get it done. One, we like that. Two, I want to work and be more solid um, offensive line-wise when it comes to, because we're going to bring in some new kids this go-around. So we've got to solidify that and be able to run the power and the counter and the zone extremely well. Those are the things we'll work on first. Next from there, just being physical and getting bigger, stronger, and faster in that doggone weight room and playing team football. Yeah, I mean, sounds great to me. Uh, you know, sounds like a plan for success. Um, you know, and it all starts there. We know with the, with the team, with your players, the core, you need your guys. You have, you got to have your guys be leaders um, in that locker room, in the school, in, in the classroom, on the field, off the field, right? You know, that's so important. And, you know, leadership, uh, you know, can really bring a team to, you know, magical heights. So, you know, I mean, you've been a part of some great teams, great programs, so you, you understand that very well. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. So, uh, last thing here for you, Coach, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to become a coach uh, in this wonderful game of football? Um, and what, yeah, what, yeah, what would you say to them? First of all, find a school that is looking for coaches, even if you have to volunteer. My, my first two jobs that I volunteered for, I got fired as a volunteer coach. They just didn't have any room for me. So you can say fired, released, whatever you want to say. I was let go. Uh, they didn't need me. My, your services are no longer needed. But that didn't stop me from continuing to look for a job. Find a job. Find one thing that you can do well. Find a position that you can coach, and you go out there and you coach fundamentals. Don't show up with a booklet saying, hey, coach, I got this great game plan for offense, this great game plan for defense. You go out there and say, coach, this is the position I can coach, and I can coach this position with my butt off. And if you need me for anything else, carrying water, film breakdown, anything else, I'm willing to do that. And if you do those things, if you get there when the head coach is getting there and you leave when the head coach is leaving, then he's going to find a job for you to do in this program. Now, if you get there when the kids get there and you leave when the kids leave, nobody needs you. Swallow your pride. Work the extra hours. Do the extra things it takes to become a good coach, and you'll learn a lot of things from that head coach including getting an opportunity to be a pretty doggone good coach. And as you get in, you can continue to grow and do the things that you aspire to do as a young coach. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, and it's one of those things, like you say, you just have to, you know, uh, get in where you can fit in, right? <laughs> that is correct. Pay the bank, pay the bank. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's, yeah, that's great um, stuff there, Coach. So. Yeah, but like I said, thank you for joining us on the Jason Now podcast, Coach's Corner Edition. Uh, you know, having, yeah, of course, Maurice Freeman, head football coach at Brooks County High School. I wish you guys the best of luck in the 2024 season. Uh, it'll be here before you know it, Coach. I'm sure you guys are getting ready over there and for another year to go uh, get after it. So, Appreciate it. Thank you for having me out there. Bring that helmet. Yes, sir. Thank you, Coach.